I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we want to start with obviously <laughs> it's gonna be the girls are still wearing the clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. I'm Tara. I'm James. And we are your sexy swinging lifestyle hosts. We host our weekly show to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about consensual non-monogamy. We made a decision that we did not want to fit the societal norm when it came to relationships, dating, and sex. We wanted to open things up. So that's just what we did. Since 2013, we have explored consensual non-monogamy and have never looked back. If you're looking for more after the show, be sure to get social with us. Our Instagram is sex.uninterrupted, and we share all kinds of posts and stories about our life. You can find us on Twitter at sxuninterrupted and Facebook by searching, you guessed it, Sex Uninterrupted. <laughs> <laughs> and now for the smoke show. This week, we are smoking a strain called Alien Dog from Tilray. Descending from Northern California and Afghanistan genetics, this strain has a THC content of up to 20%. With a sour and pungent odor, Alien Dog boasts a light, bitter taste that presents brilliant mind and body effects. A review on Leafy Sit... Leaf Lee says, one of my top favorite cannabis strains. I find this one to be very relaxing in a very, very good calm body high. 20 favorite, hey? Jesus. <laughs> I got like five, maybe. Which is perfect for this week's show because we are getting real cozy and intimate with a friend that we met this year on our sacred sex panel at Naughty and Nolens. What she shared stimulated a lot of conversation between James and me, and we wanted to bring the conversation to you. This week, we will be discussing what erotic touch is and how that, along with self-pleasure, can enhance what you experience sexually. And that goes for non-monogamy, too. We also discuss the connection between spirituality, sensuality, and sexuality, and how, with consciousness, non-monogamy can offer a platform to learn more about yourself. Now, on to the interview. Joining us on our show this week is someone who brings a voice to all pussies. She helps dating women who feel like their sexuality is confined, misunderstood, or misrepresented, feel empowered to unapologetically express their sexual needs and wants. She vows to speak on behalf of all pussies, to fight for important causes and ensure the happiness and satisfaction of every pussy out there. Please welcome Jesse from the Pussy Party Podcast onto our show. Hey, Hi. what's going on? What's up, pussies? Hey, penises. We, we say hey to y'all, too. <laughs> pussies and dicks. Now, this is going to be a great show. We're starting off right. Yeah, we pussies are. Pussies and penises. We have to keep the alliteration going. Oh. And it makes good lip exercise unintentionally. So it's better for all of the, you know. For this show. Can, I can say that, right? Yo, oh, you yeah, can say oh, okay. Pussy eating, so you got the pussies and the penises, and you gotta emphasize it. It does, hey. There Everything is for a reason. Penis. <laughs> Penis. Pussy. Yes. Ooh, and the whole goal is to bring the presidential pussies and the presidential penises together to bust more nuts and make more money. 
I like uh, that. I'm about that. That's like manifestation <laughs> orgasms, which we'll talk about later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Foreshadow. Um, all right. So uh, based on my intro, did I uh, miss anything? Um, I mean, I dabble into a, a few little things. Um, I'm a sensual healer, so I, I'm a tantric practitioner. Um, I'm an herbalist tarot reader. So I, you, you show me the card, like the B. That's like, so me, like I was, I was there. I, I totally get it. Um, so what, you're, what she's referring to is Tara's tarot readings every morning. So if you follow her on Instagram, <laughs> you can get Tara's tarot readings every morning. Yeah. Yes. And it spoke to me because it's, so my, the spirit that crowns me is Oshun and she's identified with honey and the bees and stuff. So I was like, oh, it's probably me coming to you. <laughs> so it fit very well. But um, like yeah. <laughs> So yeah, the, the shit is real, guys. But um, I'm also an author. I wrote a book called 30 Ways to Start Manifesting. So for me, my big thing is bringing together and bridging the gap so you can run back and forth and combine spirituality, sensuality, and sexuality. So that's me. I, I, uh, that's kind of my alley right there. I'm sure that you've, you started to figure that out because yes, we follow each other on Instagram and yeah. But that is... Uh, they made friends in the virtual world and we're putting them together. Well, no. We, we met friends at in the real world. We oh, met yeah, at we Naughty. Did. That's the first time we met. So we actually met in real life, which is very backwards nowadays. I know, right? <laughs> we're so 1999. <laughs> Taking it back from the 99 and the 2000. Throwing it back. <laughs> I love it. As on top of all this stuff, you also... Uh, you do have a podcast called the Pussy Party Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. And what made you start that podcast? Well, um, I actually started off with two other friends. We were just going to do this like general lifestyle podcast where uh, one of us would like start recording without us knowing and just like capturing that raw conversation. And we did everything, but we never posted anything. And I was getting kind of frustrated and wanted to um, do something. And then if anyone knows me in regular life, like pussy party president talking about sex, the best ways to lose your virginity, how to suck that dick, um, believing that women should do whatever the fuck they want to do with their bodies, all that stuff. That's always been me. And so uh, one day, um, my friends were talking like after a night, you know, everyone goes, gets dick, it comes together and has like our, um, like where we run plays, like, okay, how do we do? Or we yeah, watch video, yeah. whatever the football references. <laughs> and um, everyone was complaining about how bad of dick that they had got and even one of my um gay friends was saying how bad a dick he got or how bad a, a bussy he got and um I was I actually had got good dick and I was kind of upset because we didn't have that like yes we all got good dick moment you know and um you know when you get together as friends we may have been a little lifted and um Snapchat was big then and I was like you know what this is not as as an American citizen, as a citizen of the world, like we have a right to have like great orgasms. Record me on Snapchat right now. And if you go to my first episode, it's called Reclaiming My Pussy Time. And I give this State of the Union address to like the United States of Pussy America, <laughs> explaining like as the like the Republicans have a representative, the Democrats, but the pussy doesn't. And so I went on this three to five minute rant about the Pussy Party mission statement and what we stand for, what we need. And it was just really dope. And so I was going to do that podcast on top of the other one. And, you know, friendships and things change. And then time went on. Story's about to end. Um, I was at like a lounge with some people. 
And I asked everybody sitting around drinking and stuff, what would you do if you woke up in the morning with a pussy, if you were a guy, and vice versa? And it was this amazing conversation. And I was like, this is what my podcast will be all about, is bringing these people together and showing that there are people that are healed, there are people that are smart, there are people that with money of color, of, you know, different orientations, and we still should be respected. And I, yes, I expect you to bring your A game when you, you know, messing with me. And so birth the pussy party podcast. And here I am. Wow. <sighs> I'm so with you on that though. Like, Cause I always say, especially, so you come from a, like a non-monogamous background, like you're in a non-monogamous relationship. Well, I'm, I'm just, I guess, technically solo poly right now, but I like to say that I've been poly ever since Archie comics. Nice. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Archie is what introduced me to Polly and made me as a young kid when I really sat back. You know, every like when you do your first time Polly, you have to like find out where the root of that comes from, if it's like from a healthy place or not. And as a kid, I used to always get those Betty and Veronica's and I would see the pictures of Betty kissing him right here and Veronica kissing him right here. And I'm like, if I was Archie, I couldn't choose between Betty and Veronica. Like Betty's hot and rich and, you know, cool. And Betty's all loyal and hot and sweet. Like, I I wanted, yeah, I wanted both. And so ever since then, I've always been that tone. Now I've been in monogamous relationships. I was even married, but, um, we did have a girlfriend in our marriage and, you know, had threesomes every year before that actual triad. So yes, I do come from the open relating arena. (laughs) And what I mean by that is like, the reason why I asked that question is because I swear to God, if you're a guy in the lifestyle, and I don't mean this in a negative way, if you're not putting your best dick forward every single time, I, I, I like, Come on. He says this all the time. I say it all the time. Like I like if I'm out there, I'm I'm out for a performance fuck. Like this is not like uh this isn't a game. Man, you'd be surprised. Um I mean the world sets up male sexuality as a right, you know? And some men don't even think about that and don't care because they're just out for themselves. And they think that the way that they started doing having sex in high school or whatever, they were so great and they were so good that that is like them. And they don't need, like they don't realize they have so much more sex potential for themselves yeah. that if they thought about it like that, maybe they would do something, but no, they, they just think, well, should I get my nut and I'm good. You better get yours. I got mine. Like yeah. there is a percentage of men like that. Oh yeah, definitely. And totally agree with you. Like that's, and just, it is what it is and I get it and I'm not trying to like, but I'm trying, like, let's change it to a point where guys, if we're out there like, and we're sharing one, our our wives and our significant others, um, we're sharing, or we're sharing your partner, like, and I'm talking about even just on all levels, you should be putting your best foot forward. Like, uh, things that you have behind the curtain that you have with your significant other, that's your shit. And you can own that. But when you're out there in a sense and you're playing with other people, you should, again, be putting your best dick forward, putting on mm-hmm. the performance fuck of a lifetime, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Find out, but find out first. Again, this is where it all goes down to the communicating part. Find out what they like first because they might not want the whole porn star, ramajama, bang lang. Make love to me. Yeah. yeah. They want to connect. They sometimes want to connect. So mm-hmm. again, still putting your best dick forward doesn't mean putting on like this fucking porn ram star. porn star just bang <laughs> time because there's times that call for that and there's times that don't. But I think that finding out that little 
these little idiosyncrasies is like, then I get to put on a way better performance fuck because now I understand more about the pussy that I get to please. Right. Right. And I don't even think that if I look at the, the guests that I've had over all my shows, most people that are most men that are on my show that are open relators, either they are poly, they just believe in, you know, you know, they may not be active or even experienced it, but they have that open mind. You can feel that big dick energy. And most of the men that I were talking about in that example, no shade to the, you know, other side, but they are men who are standard monogamous and stuck on some like, you know, traditional mindsets as far as like serve me because I'm a man. Yeah. Type thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. I like it. And I th- and like one of our questions here is like, what made you want to get your message out there? But I'm pretty sure we've covered that <laughs> based right. upon your whole, um, did you get voted in by the way? No, I made it up. So I called myself the president. <laughs> it's my show. I get to That's call myself rules. what I want. But I mean, I made the pussy party as if I felt like at the beginning, like taxation without representation and all that stuff. I felt like we fit in that. And I felt like there isn't any group we don't even have like really a woman's flag, you know, like, like what the fuck? Like not well, you have a symbol or not, I mean, we do, but there's nothing. Well, now we, we, you know, the pussy party podcast, you got the cat and we talking and it, you know, if you look at it a certain way, it looks like an ear, but anyways, <laughs> like we're listening, but there was no real group that's just speaking for women. And when it comes to us being happy, you know, us, not mm-hmm. us as moms, not us as wives, not us as everything else. And so, yeah, that's that's where it came from. And then um, I at the time, you know, Donald Trump and grab her by the pussy and all that stuff was so crazy that I was like, this is the way that my pussy grabs back. Like, I'm going to have amazing <laughs> orgasms. I'm going to tell you about it and teach you about it and make more me's or expose more me's, make them feel safe to come out of hiding and, you know. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Change the world. I like it. It's yeah. like it. You sound like almost like a politician, but just don't bring politics into the sex game. <laughs> I know. I feel like I have more power being a spiritual wild woman who doesn't give a fuck about what people um, think and realize that most people want this. Like this is they like, oh man, that's so cool. They're you know, and most people that are even condemning other people's rights to do it they're living these lifestyles like as i'm meeting more people and being exposed to more things the people that you would think are the most conservative most of this um they may not be but they may have that face Mm -hmm. but they are honey swinger parties in spain getting all the top technology to get their dicks at prime level and you know they're smoking what they want to smoke. They're having sex with who they want to have sex with. They're, you know, they're not living the life that they are pushing other people down on. So it doesn't make sense to me. Why? But here I am fighting for the pussy. Why are, why? America like, wet again. Why are people, <laughs> why do they hide that side of them? Why do they, why can't well, they be authentic? Think, well, it's because of it. It's come from a programming. It's just a programming of how we've been. But they're programmed still doing it. So, well, so the top so why, people, like, why are they hiding it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're greedy. I think they just want it for themselves. And then there's a, you know, money and power component to it. Like you were saying, like programming. Mm-hmm. But then for the people that come into like my inbox all the time, it's usually religious based. Like I feel shame for masturbating because 
I was told that that was a sin and I was going to go to hell. And like, I have to talk a woman into unpacking that. Or um, I like women and I like men and I like them together, but I could never because my family, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that usually is still like religious based somehow or this moral, um, moral judgment or whatever, where it doesn't make sense because the people that we care that like are thinking they're looking at us, they're doing probably the same thing. That's why I'm just like, Hey guys, I'm, you know, nasty. I like to do all these things and I'm still a woman and I'm still a lady and you better respect me yeah. and you better still give me good orgasms too. You know? And when I say I that, it. yeah, when I say that other people that are like, not even that crazy, you're like, and I like to have sex too. You know, they feel more comfortable. So I'm falling on the sword for the dick sword. <laughs> the sword Did you stick. come from a religious background growing up? Um, so my grandparents were like elders ordained into like Christian churches. Um, but my parents weren't like going to um, church every day and all that stuff. But I hung out with my grandma a lot. So I was never indoctrinated into Christianity, but I was exposed to it. Like mm-hmm. I was christened, I wasn't baptized, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. it totally makes sense. Yeah. So That's kind I seem about as me. <laughs> yeah. And my dad, he drives trucks for a living, right? And so he is always on the road and he says that he doesn't need a middleman between him and his God. And I've just always been like that. But um, yeah, it probably has a big thing to do with why I feel as free as I do. And I understand that as a privilege of uh the lack of trauma that i've experienced yeah like for example i have a 57 year old black dad from like a hood in houston right grew up in you know struggles and all these things and my dad who you wouldn't think because black men that are that age are probably some of the most sexist and homophobic but my dad is probably way more of a feminist if you really thought about it or a, or a, not a feminist, a libertarian like of rights than I am. He never told me to change my clothes when I was a young girl wearing something out of the house. Um, he I told him about my podcast first. Hmm. I was like, hey, I have this idea and pussy, 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 pussy. <laughs> and he was like, I think it's a great idea do it and don't change. And so I know that from that part of having that kind of father support is why I probably love Dick how I do, why I even love women how I do. And cause me, I'm sure I'm like the son my dad, you know, loves cause we like to check out girls like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. you know, and I know that that is rare, especially for somebody with that demographic. So I think that that's what kind of puts me in this position of, like I said, blessed, like family and support life privilege to be able to say, yeah, I'm free and this is easy and come out and live your best life. But it is a lot of unpacking that a lot of people have to do that. I don't, I, I don't fault them because it is a sickness in itself, just like other like disabilities or mental health issues and stuff like that. Yeah. Totally feel you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think we're actually. Thank you so much for sharing yeah. all of that. Like that's and tell me to shut up. I know I talk way too much. No, no. Aquarius nature. <laughs> that is a, it's a very powerful message that you you have to share. And 
just your mission that you're on. Like I feel you on every level. It's like, I think we're getting similar downloads all the time. Yes. Well, (laughs) and the world is changing. So, you know, I know this is all about open relating and all that stuff, but I would say usually sexually open people are spiritually open people too. Yeah. Um, the world is shifting from this rule of divine masculine to divine feminine mm-hmm. and totally. i feel like I the men that, that thought go ahead hold that thought we are gonna touch on sexuality spirituality in oh, the yeah. third segment <laughs> you're just diving oh, yeah. in you're foreshadowing all this shit but anyways we're just gonna cut to a quick commercial break I'm and when we come back and <laughs> I love we're gonna talk about erotic touch self-pleasure and non-monogamy so mm-hmm. stay tuned after the break this year at Naughty and Nolens 2019, we had an emotional moment when we were crowned king and queen of the event. NIN is one of our favorite events, and it was an honor to be involved and recognized in the community. Next year, we will be returning to hand off our crowns, and we want you to join. Come to Naughty and Nolens with us July 8th to 12th, 2020, and see why we keep coming back every year. Plus, when you get tickets through us, we will send you a personal thank you email and add you to our NIN mailing list and help you prepare for NIN 2020. Visit sexuninterrupted.com slash naughty to book today. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Taryn James. We have our guests on the show from the Pussy Party Podcast. Jesse. Hey. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, hey. So um, we didn't touch it on the first segment, but I did want to bring up the fact that you just got a certification for something. Yes, yes. I just got certified in Conscious Erotic Touch, which is a subset of Tantra. Mm. Yes. Do you want to explain? Do you like, are you like hands-on? Like what kind of certification does this like require? Yes. It, so it's like um, um, a 12-week or a 10-week course. Uh-huh. And at the end, do a three-day intensive in person. So you go through a lot of um, practical work, but then there are homework assignments you have to do where you have to get people to um, do certain touch with and get responses and journaling and, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff. And then we have to go in person and basically go through the whole course again for three days before we can get certified. And it was in Oakland, California. It was beautiful. It was a lot of le- naked learning, which I really appreciated. <laughs> yeah, you look awesome. like you were glowing after I saw you. You're yeah, like, we so- got to do some sunbathing. It was, it was dope. It was a lot of energy moving around. That's awesome. So, erot- like, what, do you, what sort of tools would you learn in erotic touch that you would work with clients on? Like, what, what things did you learn that you could help people with? So my style, what I learned is everyone does it different because we're all healers in our own way, right? And so when you think about the word Tantra, it is basically moving energy. But why? What are you moving energy to do? To manifest, to clear something, to heal something. And when I started, my Tantra practice started really more under my spiritual um, intuitiveness of understanding how my partner may have been, had a guarded heart. And I was going to spiritually and sensually help him um, un- unlock that and break those walls down and then instill, you know, this divine feminine energy in him because that's, we heal. Feminine energy is nurturing and healing and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, certain things that we would do would be like erotic massage, but it is all tied into the chakra system. 
So there's a lot of conversation and communication that's had to say, hey, you know, how are you feeling right now? What's going on with you? And him say, I'm just tired, I'm exhausted, or um, I just have no, uh, I, I just don't trust nobody. And so because I'm knowledgeable in the systems, I understand that that's a root chakra issue. That may be a sacral chakra energy because he said he had low energy as well. So you do diagnose in a spiritual way to say you don't feel safe and secure and you have no energy. Mm-hmm. Those are, a lot of men are blocked in the root chakra. Yeah. And so I would understand what areas of his body to focus on to help unblock those areas, but also um, using pleasure as medicine. So um, that touch, you know, for, especially for men, because people do it for all genders, non-binary, trans. We learned about trans, all those things. But um, my mission is to heal the women through the men. That's my mission, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't think that with the Pussy Party podcast because I talk to women, but there's a lot of men that are involved. But in my tantric practice, um, I feel as if certain men, they don't get touched in certain ways that are like behind the bicep, behind the back of the knee. I mean, not even necessarily, you know, dick, balls and stuff like that. Um, And they don't understand. So there's something I do called pleasure mapping. And we start from the head of your, your top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And we do conscious erotic touch and help you identify if those things are pleasurable or not. And you can understand where you're blocked. You can understand um, areas you didn't know about yourself before that I really like that if you are sucking my dick to rub the back of my knees because it makes me tingle mm-hmm. you know those are things that you could take into your life and into your you know actual sexual practice with your partner and be able to move energy around and be able to trust someone and be able to feel safe and secure and you see how those things go together to where you are um healing yourself versus being in my case for the clients that I deal with mainly a man that is closed off and scared. Mm-hmm. Well, you're healing the person then you're healing the couple. Then you're also diving into the fact that now you're able to, for these people to connect with each other, be, but be able to share that now with other people. Mm-hmm. That's where it kind of ties all back into non-monogamy, which is really cool because uh, you probably deal mostly with monogamous couples. Well, I deal mainly with single men, but um, yeah, monogamous couples there here and there, but I mainly teach the women how to do it and heal them and do the healings on the men. Um, So I do this whole goddess awareness thing with the women because it is all around the divine feminine. And it is my style has elements of BDSM and kink in it as well. That's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah. So I'm teaching a class in um, Miami at Exotica called Pussy Power, Sensual Domination. And I am a sensual dom. I'm a sensual healer, but that's the same thing in my world. And when you come in here and you come into an experience with me of tantric healing, um, yes, you do do what I say, but I am totally responsible for your pleasure and your healing. And as a man, or even as a woman, my job is to help you be aware of how you can receive more and more and more. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. So you're a dom and a sub? Yeah. Switch. <laughs> no, no I, I'm totally cool because I was just like I was going back through your Instagram and I saw when we were, you were at Naughty and you got were getting rewarded for being naughty in Nolans. No, 
Oh, that was so great. Right? And but I'm like, that was you getting spanked. And I'm like, and you're saying that you do the doming too. I was like, interesting. Yeah. So I am a switch. So in my, past, in my last lover relationship I had, um, we were both switches. So I put the submissive mask on and he put the submissive mask on. And then um, I'm more submissive with women these days because um, I have total trust that they could just take control and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the group that I was rolling with, I mean, were way dominier than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I kind of had to take the back seat. But you said something about open relating and this whole process. So let's say we do this with a couple, right? Mm-hmm. And then we know we all talk about those unicorn hunters, right? Those kind of couples who I think will subside and imagine bringing a unicorn into something like that mm-hmm. versus <laughs> fuck the shit out of us. Yeah. That's kind you of how practice non-monogamy. <laughs> well, that's you know? totally how, like, I would rather be able to communicate what I like and what she likes and how we do our thing and then be able to bring somebody into something that's already really good. Mm-hmm. Right, right. right? And, and it's deep and has great communication. And we are aware of, you know, our pleasures. And even if we do bring you into what we do, it's a healthy thing. And it's way deeper. You know, even the standard sex that non-monogamous people think that they are having this like, you know, over the top sex. So I definitely think that they go together really well but for the ladies this is something that i would do for the ladies so if you come and book a tantric section with me you probably will get a goddess bath so back in antiquity bathing someone was like a signal of honor right and my whole practice is around the divine feminine and so in my world um and even the the tantric institute the atlanta um uh, Tantric Institute of Divine Sexuality. Um, we believe that there is no divine masculine in follow me. Um, there's only the divine feminine because we are the creators of life, right? And men um, serve. So there's this service that men do to the divine feminine and not necessarily serving women, but even the divine feminine within them. And through service, they can ascend to divinity. So that's why you do have men that are have that king, that emperor, that God energy. And most of those men are aware of their divine feminine energy, aware of it outside of them, honor it, respect it, and invest in it. And those are the men that are, like I was speaking earlier, are ahead of the game because they already are tapping into that energy and know what it is. Mm -hmm. And so in my practice, I would teach women that. So they come in, they get in the bath, and there would be series of um, breathing exercises that have to do with um, all of the inner workings of their body. They do get bathed in like a spiritual bath. And then there's some like mirror work where we put the mirror in the tub and we work with them to even get in a position to be able to do what I do. Um, and so that's how I work with the woman. And, you know, she would experience a few of the things, but it's more like, Girl, you you really supposed to be on my side of the thing as a divine feminine. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like kind of part of what I do. That's awesome. And it all ties into like the erotic touch. So you're bringing this erotic touch to be able to connect people and get them con- even more connected and all this stuff. And then you're also bringing in self-pleasure where you're mm-hmm. looking like, mm-hmm. so I'm guessing with the mirror, you do some 
yoni gazing and some different things and- yes so a lot of affirmations um we could do like um intentional masturbation and there are certain exercises that you do um where they may masturbate and i may not be anywhere in view and i don't talk i just observe and there's a conversation had after that from what i saw and how they felt during the experience and there's a lot of consciousness there too but um there's even yes a lot of yoni praising in that as well um it's sorry, a whole pussy. thing just say pussy sorry my bad oh yeah I, I totally changed the word i should have said pussy gazing my bad <laughs> yeah yeah so you know pussy gazing what have you but um there is a lot that goes into it and um i think that the one thing that it's not is it's not instant gratification like you're not gonna see just like how people want to lose weight 20 pounds in one week you know, you're going to be aware of a lot of things and it's going to unfold a lot of, um, like, for example, I had a gentleman that I was working with and, um, halfway through the session, he actually got a God bath and, uh, he had anxiety. He had to deal with, um, I think body image issues. Mm-hmm. And he even talked about some of his issues that he felt like he had with mental health. And it was through going through this process and being in a safe space to pause and being unblocked and open enough, being cleansed enough to say, this is what I'm feeling mm-hmm. as a man. Dun, 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 you know? so empowering. And then after realizing that, um, being able to experience a different level of pleasure like he couldn't even lay back open naked to where i you know we would be able to see each other's bodies because he was so conscious and he had something going on in his head where afterwards we were able to open him up and him being able to receive a full god bath and be able to receive most men have receiving issues they do so you know they give that dick right i see that so much in non-monogamy like there's times where i like go to play with a guy and he has trouble like getting it hard and mm-hmm. like I can just see them like getting so angry and frustrated and they're like just work and I'm like whoa like I just put my right breathe yeah let's relax just breathe like you don't have to compete with what's happening over here like mm-hmm. you know and just like it's not don't bring all this pressure into it sometimes right to be this perfect person right or even on the flip side um in triads i see where the man might be over fucking the women thinking i gotta make sure i please these girls so let me just like never stop fucking them Mm -hmm. and really get lost yeah and you forget you know reality and other things come from that so oh i um, I definitely see that (laughs) absolutely just fucking all the time <laughs> it, like okay but it, like, but it happens right you get so right. <laughs> you get so enthralled with what's going on with what's going on around you in this specific moment and you can get lost like i've i've gotten lost there's times where she's literally giving me the double squeeze on the arm and i have fucking no clue that she was doing that because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you got the sex brain yeah you know? and it happens and i mean i remember talking to my ex about it um and he was saying like think about the first time we had a threesome y'all came all these times and i never even came and i'm like oh my gosh i didn't even think about that why was that he was like well i have been anticipating this for so long it was so good 
and I didn't want it to end. So I just kept going. So now that I had that in a relationship wise, I think I am doing that times a thousand, you know, because I didn't want it to end. Like once I, once I know it's over, you know? (laughs) And um, so I understand it from a sympathetic and a compassionate point of view when it comes to men. And I think that that's something that as far as my podcast, um, is different because it is penis inclusive and we do love men. We love women. You know, we accept all orientation, sex workers, blah, 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 blah. I guess technically I'm a sex worker if you really think about it because I'm doing work with the body mm-hmm. and bringing awareness in those arenas. Um, and yes, I do um, expect to get paid for it because it's a lot of work and time and money and investment. Absolutely. But um yeah, th- there's a lot of different things that um, I bring to like a tantric um, like session. So, for example, we talked about mirror gazing, um, manifesting with masturbation, uh, mirror work. Um, we do chakra healing. Let's, let's touch on that manifestation orgasms. We only have a little bit of time, but tell me, okay. tell me. Tell me. So obviously you do. We, we do this do from or, time to we time. We do it. Yeah. Like I'd like to do it in the shower. I jerk mm-hmm. off almost every morning and I like mm-hmm. to think about having sex and million dollar bills. But anyway, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Having sex on like. Adding a, that to my list. <laughs> right. Think about that. Think about having sex on a bed of a million dollars. Ah, fucking would be the greatest thing ever. It might be a little dirty. So maybe you get the new pressed clean bills, but I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I'm down. But anyways, <laughs> let's talk about orgasmic manifestations. Obviously, yes. you 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 have an intention behind this thing. Mm-hmm. Thing, this uh, this thing. Well, okay. So then, what is what is orgasmic manifestation? So basically, um, sex is one of the highest and oldest and most powerful forms of doing ritual work of moving energy and making something happen. So you could say, you know, I want a million dollars, whatever you would say, I want to get this job and that has energy and it moves, but nothing moves those intentions faster than orgasm or sexual energy um, in general, because there's even a little bit of like, orgasm shaming in the sex magic world that's like a whole thing but there's two kinds of orgasms there's the explosive and the implosive and you can depending on what you're trying to do send some energy out bring some energy in um focus on having those kinds of orgasms to make things happen and of course if you're doing things with a partner case so i have a thing called spiritually sucking dick where I will speak intentions into your balls and your dick and your all of that while I'm taking you through the dick sucking process and make you say affirmations and raise your hands to the high God or that you are God. And like, I'm powerful. I'm gonna make this money today and orgasm and receive pleasure. And I bet you, you're going to go out you're going to work hard and you're going to do whatever you need to do and, you know, be disciplined because you want to come back home and get your dick sucked like that again. And <laughs> because you're going to see things happen because it actually, I feel like it's something I'm behind manifesting with orgasms that makes you actually take action on your quote unquote prayers mm-hmm. versus sitting down on your knees That's and, true. you know, just praying in silence and not moving. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I say if so you scary. are, yeah, if you're doing stuff, get around and dance and scream mm. what you want to the world. Like move that energy. Like we don't have to be all like, mm, to be manifesting, you know, or doing Absolutely. spiritual stuff. So Ooh. that's my 25 cents. <laughs> on orgasmic manifestations. Thank you so much. I, I just like to touch on it because we, we try to do that every now and again. And I try to just Tell focus on I'm going to do that dick sucking trick to you. Yeah, we're going to do that. Tell me about it. I'll send you a little outline. My, hand, my hands are up. Yeah. Um, but we actually going to have to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about spirituality, sensuality, and sexuality and how they all tie together after the break. Isn't our audio sounding sexier than normal? Wondering why? It's thanks to our member-only community. We have a member-only Patreon account where we share all kinds of exclusive content and behind-the-scenes footage of ourselves. It's the only platform where we share the more intimate side of ourselves and are so happy to have it. Membership starts at only $5 a month and gives you access to our sexy blog, never-before-seen travel photos, a chance to join in on our monthly live stream smoke show, and more. Not only that, you are directly supporting us, which means we get to invest more into our biz and get things like a sexy new mics and hiring a videographer. Visit patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted and choose a membership tier today. Welcome back to Sex Interrupted with Tara and James. I am Tara. I'm Tara. No, what? Okay, fine. I'm James. Um, we have uh, Jesse from the Pussy Party podcast on our show today. Hi, Jesse. Hey, hey, hey. So she is the Pussy Party podcast party president party pussy pussy party um exactly. and which gets the lips going which uh, you know the penis and the pussy we're, we're good to go um but uh this segment we want to talk about spirituality sensuality and sexuality and i'm going to turn it over to my co-host here because <laughs> i'm not the super spiritualist but i do like it you do you're you're accepting of it which i appreciate Yes, it's a must to be with ladies like us. (laughs) Yeah, like I can bring home crystals and put them everywhere and have my incense going and do yoga and meditate and tell him to be quiet and he respects that. So I appreciate that. But we were talking about the divine masculine and Mm -hmm. how the divine feminine is now emerging. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share a little bit more about that and, and what that all means? And maybe what it means for non-monogamy too, because maybe right. that's a catalyst for this. Oh, yes. So um, I don't want to get into like planets and blah, 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 but we are shifting ages. So we shifted from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, right? <laughs> so it's really you know, good for aquas like me. Um, but the age of Aquarius is all about um, being ahead of time. Um, thinking like as a visionary um, forward and also liberation and what's good for the collective, not what's good for the individual and taking action on things that we maybe never thought that we um, could achieve. Like, you know, your dreams or your wishes and things like that, but actually making it a reality. And so with this shift, the, um, the shift from divine masculine and divine feminine also kind of made a turn. And basically it's been going on for like the past year and a half, two years. And it's really slow. I mean, this, we're talking about the energy of the whole freaking, you know, planet or whatever, our universe or what have you. And so we going from a more pragmatic society 
where things are centered around masculine um, themes and undertones, overtones, all that, to centering women more. And I mean, you wouldn't think so, especially like, you know, me being in America, um, we are experiencing a lot of um, messages that are the opposite that are, you know, you hear toxic masculinity and all those things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that only shows that that's so extreme because they, the shift is about to happen, you know? Um, And it's kind of like you're at your sickest right before you get better, you know? Mm -hmm. And so basically I was saying that the men who have been going through the age where masculinity was kind of the dominant and ruling energy. Um, they may have been one accused of being gay and they were not, they were straight men. They may have been more creative Mm -hmm. artists, singers, poets, you know, um, being more in the creative realm. Um, they may have been the men that, um, could cheat, but didn't, um, really held their women in the center of their lives. And um, other men may have called them like what they call henpecked or whatever. I know what you mean. Like you know, at the bachelor party, they're not getting lap dances and they're like, what are you, pussy? Right, exactly. And mm-hmm. maybe they're not doing that because that, one, they don't care about that. They care about the woman that's in their life that's the center of their world or they're doing it and they can call their wife and say, hey, I did this and they're not ridiculed and they're not ridiculed because they put that feminine energy in the center of their life. So the men that were doing that upon the change, now that the shift is happening, they don't feel um, issues with the Me Too movement. They don't feel issues with two bathrooms or or bathrooms that are allowing people of different gender. They don't feel issues with women being presidents and senators, um, breastfeeding being, you know, those kind of things that are liberating women. Um, They don't have issues with women's sexuality, women being open lovers too. Um, And those things are happening no matter what. Liberation is going to happen in the age of Aquarius and nurturing and emotions and things like that are going to be more centered because the matriarch is coming in and we are kind of like that mother, grandma, auntie coming in to clean house, Mm -hmm. you know, and everyone's kind of got to sit down and shut up and deal with cleaning house and the men that are resisting that energy are really struggling right now because they've always been the center. They've always been in that power position and um, even spirituality, you know, being open. And like you said, with non-monogamy, things were like that way in antiquity. Societies were centered around the matriarchs. You know, you were your mother's daughter's, you know, daughter. That's how they, you know, um, aligns everything up. Went. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, because they knew that these children came out of this woman. So it made sense for the, for her to be the trunk of the tree. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we're kind of getting back to a point of community family, uh, blended families. And I think that just opens the door even to open loving and relating and having triads and quads and absolutely you know, stuff like that. So um, I feel as if you got you one that's probably was ahead of the divine feminine curve. And, um, you know, you seem like it. Yeah. <laughs> Intuitively. That's what I feel. Yeah. Um, but just the fact of where you are as a male and being open 
um, with your partner to what she wants and needs in an equal sense, you know, of yourself speaks to how advanced, you know, you may have been when the world, when it was a man's world. But now Beyonce says who run the world? Girls. Um, no i get what you're saying and uh there's some things i've read too where they talk about when when the the energy of the world is changing from masculine to feminine it's like goes up really high before it Mm -hmm. balances out so we're going to a really high pinnacle point in the feminine energy before it balances out and i think that's what is starting with like men resisting the me too or like or these abortion laws and crazy shit like that yeah like all of that stuff that's happening and i think that we're going to experience that for a little a little while definitely yeah so i don't know and y'all are y'all are in canada right yeah come on up so, to canada get your abortions <laughs> i'm so I, I i'm just being you. honest people i know a lot of people that come come up from the states because of the shit that's gone on down there so i know it's so handmaid's tale right um yeah, but um, I love that show. But I know looking on the outside in, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so much crazy stuff. And like with this presidential election coming up, you know, I don't know everything about politics, but I do want to vote for a woman. And the only reason why I want to vote for a woman is because of what I know spiritually about the energy changing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know if it's an uphill battle or if they're the best or they're it's politicians. I, I don't really expect anyone to be this squeaky clean person. I, I imagine it to be very eyes wide shut with a lot of cocaine to be totally honest. Yeah, <laughs> you speak in truth. You know, so, you know, that I don't, you know, have that false reality that, you know, but I do feel like we do need to put women back in the center and this leadership role um, just in life. And a lot of things will trickle down and be nurtured and be taken mm-hmm. care of. Because right now we need things to grow. We needed to build things yeah. for thousands of years. There we is. Need, I think we that need we're the good. mother energy. We yeah. need the mother energy. Like, like straight in out. workplaces, I see it. Like, because we're oil and gas. So yeah, it's me very, too. I'm in, I'm in Texas, so. Oh, yeah. So very mm-hmm. masculine. And I did that for 10 years. And I'd say the last two years, there's been a big change. And these men, they don't know how to run the companies anymore. They're like, oh, my God, these young women are coming in. They're demanding all this stuff. And they're high. What do we do with like, our penises? Yeah, like they're like, <laughs> oh, oh, like they, they, they need help. Out. Yeah. yeah, they're freaking out. Yeah, Buddy, very, I got I got true. some advice. Grab the lube and enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love hate you. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> what? I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I have always said that like women would make a better CEO. Fuck, you guys are way better. We're goddesses, right? <laughs> like I have an appendage that when gets kicked hurts like a motherfucker. <laughs> you guys get kicked down there. It's like. What the fuck are you doing? I'm not a man. <laughs> so you said you don't know why you think like this. I have a question. Do you, what's your relationship like with your mother or your grandmother? Oh, I love my mom. my mom. That's my mom, probably why. I love my mom. I've always loved, I had a closer relationship with my mother than I did with my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father passed away when I was 18. So I lost the, the father the, I guess the masculine in my mm-hmm. life at a young age. So I kind of ended up having to, when I was growing up 
through like 18 to 22, 23, 24, those, those years, it was more of a feminine energy that I ended up having. I ended up coming home during the summers and going away for university. So I, I feel like I always had that. Now looking back on it, I had more of a feminine energy around me constantly. Right. So you had a female CEO in your mm-hmm. life. And that's probably why you feel like that. And she is a CEO. (laughs) Your mom's a CEO? That's cool. (laughs) Runs her shit. And I guess that kind of goes back to the whole, we're not really tying any of this in with nothing. No, but this is, this is sensuality. We'll bring the sex part in in a second, guys. Just hold your, hold your panties. <laughs> Hold your sacks. Just put on my sacks. Um, but yeah, no, I think that that energy was always there, and that's I've always looked at it as the the spirituality and sensuality of a woman can play into monetary gains in mm-hmm. in a way that doesn't look at it is in dollars and cents, but actually looks at it as of uh, almost a positive negative in a sense. Right. Yes. yes, yes. Right. I mean, I I look at it more as like. Um, um, investing or or like planting something that's gonna live and feed people forever versus this transaction, and you get like this equal return. You know what I'm saying? You like short term like, goals versus long term gains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tying how sexuality works with all of this, right? So we have this shift where all these women are recognizing that they are it, that they are the shit, that they are goddesses, that they are way more than somebody's something. And then we put ourselves in the center. And the only thing that's going to happen when women are filled up more is that everyone else is going to, you know, we're nurturers. We are, you know, we are, are um, creating things, right? So in a world of, feminine in the world of you know having things that are um broken and hurt you know what i'm saying it's like this is going to really change the world and so what's going to be a byproduct of that is that we're going to recognize how fucking sexy we are mm-hmm. and we're going to recognize um what we're capable of sexually and that's going to take men's sexuality to another place and our children everything is going to be different so yeah on a day-to-day basis, right? Um, when you're someone who is spiritually aware, um, you have um, awareness of your pleasure, of what pleases you, not what gets you off, not what makes you come. That's like a destination. Pleasure is the journey, right? And then you have a good sexual awareness. What is erotic to me? What does get me off? What does make me come? Blah, 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 blah. When you put those three things together, I mean, you, you basically have like the ingredient to life. Like that is what the point of putting those things together. You are, that's the fountain of youth. That is the mm-hmm. key to success. That is the, you know, what do you call it? The pursuit of happiness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So, um, I mean, that's what all of this has to do with each other. And that's why this shift has to happen because we're going to force it out of people no matter what. And there's going to be, um, uh, people that receive it and it's really easy and there's going to be people that's really hard. But well, you were saying my, before oh, the show started, you were saying before the show started that you find people that are, who are more open in their relationships tend to be more spiritually awakened in that yes. sense. Yes. So usually the sexually open are spiritually open. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have this all tied together that 
yes, you may, you may not feel like you're a spiritually awakened person, but being in an open relationship is already a progress into that spiritual realm in a sense. Right. You still have these relatable things. Then you bring sensuality, sexuality, all of this together, and it ties directly into with this shift within from the masculine, from all this moving energy. And the cool thing is, is like you were saying before, when you're when you're creating things, the thing is, is like the energy you put out there when you start creating things, it's fucking contagious. People around you just start gravitating towards this your energy and they start gravitating towards this creation of something. Every time she comes up with something new within our business, Tara, I'm talking about, it's like, okay, then how do we create this? How do we mold it? How do we bring it together? And it's her energy alone just gets me more involved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm I love creating. Yes. And that's the thing. It's that creation. When you have sex, I mean, back in the day, it was to create something. And so that's why that energy works. And so let's go to just like, you know, most people that are in um, the open relating and poly, they usually make that BDSM kink jump pretty easy, I feel like. Um, Did Lisa kind of see what's over there, even if it's- Well, the power, it's the power exchange. Right. And the thing is, they um, tap into a huge level of sexuality. And um, I don't know if you ever heard of anything called Holy Kink, but it's like a BDSM thing and they read Bible verses and you get paddled with like paddles with crosses burnt out of them. And, stuff. Um, oh, <laughs> and I mean, that's, you know, Catholicism, but um, there's a lot of aspects in like some of these forms and subsets of kink that are incredibly spiritually moving and and connecting. And so, you know, people want to talk about all of the different, you know, octopus legs of, of poly, but really they're missing out on connecting on a, on a whole nother level, communicating on a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. And basically when we talk about spirituality, manifesting on a whole nother level, then you do do it missionary doggy style cowgirl okay i came Mm -hmm. totally and actually one thing you mentioned um you were talking about blended families Mm -hmm. and almost how that's embracing this energy and i thought of this literally this morning a blended family is almost kind of like poly especially if they're all getting along right like you're, you're not having sex but this is this is a good father for my child and that is your role in my life, this other guy is my lover, my partner, my caregiver, this person mm. I'm building a life with, but you're the father of my child. And right. And I have to have a relationship. The mothers have to have a relationship to yeah. mother the way that they're to be great mothers, you know? Exactly. And the thing is, that's like the whole, let me call bullshit card on the um, old school um, relationships like my grandparents had, because those are relationships that our grandparents had. Mm-hmm. Our grandparents had, uh, well, at least, especially in the black community, we had, you know, old school, this one family in the church. And then the man had another family, you know what I'm saying? And they were either not talking about it and hiding it. And there was a lot of hurt and pain that came out of it because kids weren't together. Families weren't together. Women were getting lied to, blah, 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 blah. Or it was just a known thing. Hey, I have this side woman and I had a child with her. And, you know, women were expected to deal with it because we had less of a voice and less rights to say, I'm putting up with that or not. You were expected to stay, especially in the old days. You know what I'm talking about? And now we're just doing it and we're adding respecting women. 
like well and that's that's a big thing too that's a big shift in the whole me too and the consensual and that's why we talk about our lifestyle as a consensual non-monogamous relationship it's consensual between the two of us Mm -hmm. but i think more people are capable of it they're probably practicing similar they just hide relationships right now right like Mm -hmm. are calling it something that is um you know uh, like I say solo poly, but most women call it dating. Yeah. Right. You know, or some um, women say unicorn or you're right. just a unicorn. Right. Or even like um, when it comes to sexuality, it's something about when women are with women. It's like, oh, you're not really gay or you're not really bi. You're just having sex with a woman and your guy likes it. Like it's centered around the male's pleasure. It's like a lot of crazy things that I feel like we have created uh, to make coupling the standard and the moral standard and the all of that when most people really not even doing that mm-hmm. no no we're, we're you're so right yeah mm-hmm. you're so right so i think that's actually gonna wrap up our show so first off um that was an can, amazing combo yeah. oh my god <laughs> i know we need we need to have you guys come play with the pussy pretty soon I yeah know. y'all about that life I'm all about that life. Um, <laughs> um, so how can uh, people get a hold of you, Jesse? Okay, so um, Instagram is the biggest place that, you know, you can, like, talk to me and you see all my crazy, you know, nits on a day-to-day basis. That's at Pussy. And I say it like that because Instagram censors the word pussy. So it's P-W-U-S-S-Y Party Podcast at Pussy Party Podcast on Instagram, or you can go to my website at www.thepussypartypodcast.com. Um, I didn't even tell you guys that I have a CBD-induced uh, stimulation serum. So I made it for clits, but it works on penises and nipples and all you know different erogenous zones. It's called Panty Dropper. So you can go to pantydropperoil.com. And for you guys, if someone puts in the code free nude they can get 20 percent off sweet 20 percent off yes so this is panty dropper so yeah oh nice and um some of my additions have crystals infused in the bottom oh yeah i'm I'm gonna need your address i'm gonna send it to you okay absolutely and what was that promo code again free nude free nude Free nude. Yes. <laughs> All right. So go there, get your get your get 20% panty dropper off. and get 20% off with free nude coat. Thank you yes. so much. Yeah. Well, click the link in my bio, all my like thousands of links and where to find me on SoundCloud and iTunes and all that stuff um, is on the link in Instagram. And you okay. can also just always look up Pussy Party Podcast because I guarantee and you'll probably the, find it. And it's all in the show notes for this too. Absolutely. So anyways, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to uh, join us on the show. No problem. I loved um, you know, hanging with you guys. We have to do this again in person. Uh-huh. I'm sure I'll see you again next year. At yeah. not if not sooner. If not sooner. And so- um, you better you know, bust nuts and make more money. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to jerk off right now. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. And we're just going to wrap it up here. Thank you, s- s- hashtag Sue Crew, for staying all the way to the end. Um, our show now airs every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until next time, keep it sexy. 
Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed the sexy show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at SXUninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Friday at 2 p.m. on the West Coast and 5 p.m. on the East Coast on the Voice America Variety Channel.